Welcome to episode one to Connected Athlete Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Williams, where we connect, where we reflect, and hope you put the test in your life. We have my guy, Brad Smith, here with me, Good. and of course, the CEO of everything, Anthony Williams, also known as my dad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, w- welcome to episode one, where we just give you guys a knowledge of uh, what we've been through, and we have all different aspects for father, son, parent aspect, viewpoint of view, and we got that. The two athletes and we'll have civil guests here we're just here to to bless you guys with the knowledge so welcome and then why don't you just tell the the people out there what what really is your your whole goal about the connected athlete podcast um so connected athletes the the the, the company itself was built upon a vision that i had um, a few years ago actually during COVID. um you know i wanted to do something other than where i was been what i've been doing you know, helping coach kids and youth and high school football getting help them get recruited things like that um, when NIL came online and the transfer portal came online and football and the sport of football became more of a business, I saw a change and kind of had a vision of, you know what, these kids, it's no longer about just having a highlight video, a right. video and having good grades. It's, it's more than that. So uh, I kind of had a vision given me by the Lord saying, hey, you, you create a platform where these kids can really understand how to maximize their sport, mm-hmm. any Title IX sport, boys and girls. Uh, into having a successful college career, connecting with the right people that's going to help them during their eligibility and after their eligibility. So we're not just another company that's trying to help kids get recruited. There's plenty of those. They do a good job. Great for them. We're focused on, as you said, Aaron, connecting athletes with each other, with people that can help them realize a a scholarship, full or partial, helping people connect with people who maybe are interested in maybe getting an NIL deal, small, big, or large. And then after your eligibility is over, Hey, I want to use all that great skill set that I've developed playing my sport into getting a great job at wherever. Whether you want to be uh, in our app, in our platform, I want to. I'd like to work in athletics. I'd like to be a GM one day. Maybe right. I want to be an associate AD at Texas one day. I don't know. I may want to be a equipment manager. Maybe I want to be a coach. If you want to stay in athletics after your after your career is over playing, uh, we would like for kids to kind of stay in our platform, and we're going to help make those connections for you by bringing people like Brad and Aaron and others who say, hey, this was my journey. If you want to kind of try and be what I'm doing, you might want to follow that. Here are some, here are some footsteps, here are some crumbs to kind of follow that path. So in a nutshell, that's what the, the, the Connected Athlete podcast and our future platform is going to be about is connecting athletes. That's awesome. Uh, I know from my experience, we all have a come a time where the time clock comes to zero, zero, and we are back to reality in life where Football is no longer, maybe not even football, just sports in general, no longer important in our lives. Um, it's a rear view in our, in our, in our life. Um, but for you, Brad, what was, what was one of the goals you wanted to, what was one of the goals you wanted to come out of football? Like, was it the fame? Was it to set yourself up for life? Was it the experience? Was it just because you knew you were good? Like, there's so many <laughs> aspects of why you were into football. Damn. I actually wanted to be like Mr. Williams one day. You know, that was my ultimate goal. But, uh, <laughs> you got to think higher. I know, you think higher. No, nah, I'm just messing with you. That's uh, a good goal. Yeah, that's a good goal. I mean, I'm yeah. seeing that now. Um, but growing up, I mean, I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. Um, single parent. My mom raised three kids. And for me, my sport, football, was just to – it was to keep me out of trouble. It was to – my mom sent us there to toughen us up, like, you know, for these, these, these men, uh, you know, it was our church team to, to kind of give us some spiritual insight and to help us, you know, in her, in her words, not be soft, 
So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she, she just turned us over to these coaches who like just helped develop us into young men. And for me, football was, was a safe place being, you know, being from Youngstown, you know, life experiences. And it was a safe place for me to go and, you know, let out anger, frustration, you know, have, you know, have some success and, and feel good about myself. So I was like, you know, go through my career in high school and college and stuff, it was it was always that. It was never, I wanted to be a pro or I never wanted to go to like D1. Like that was never a, a thought of mine. It was just, I love playing the game because of what it did for me. Like the purity of it, like just the, the, the raw football. I'm playing, I'm trying to beat you, you trying to beat me and let's, you know, let's have at it. So for me, it, that was what it was. Even getting to the league, it was like, oh, now you pay me for it. So, like, you could, y'all pay whatever position. Like, I get to play the game I love. And, um, and when it ended, for me, it was as much as I thought I set myself up and had other things I'd enjoyed or I love, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about my second career now, like doing all these NFL PA classes. It still hit me like a ton of bricks when it was really over. Mm-hmm. In 2014, where like nobody's signing you after workouts, it was like, man, who am I, and how I I can't get this this from anything else. Nope. I can't get that, you know, feeling of accomplishment or importance. Mm. So like, it, I mean, depression was real, and you know, I don't know if we're getting to that yet, but it was a, it, yeah, it was real it was stuff. yeah it real was yeah. Stuff. So that's that's been that was kind of my journey with the game, and then. The only thing that I can find that helps me to get that feeling and to feel like uh, significance is to help kids, like truly help them mm-hmm. to be the best they can be on and off the field. And that's what that's what does it for me. Very cool. Love that story. Um, yeah. what, we're, we're in February, right? Yeah, about to be in March. To be in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right now, if you remember back in your time, and you deal with kids now, right now they're going to sport, uh, spring ball. Is yeah, my correct yeah, for for high school it. kids and, mm. and college kids? They're going through spring ball, but for also the older guys that are trying to make it to the league right now, mm. they're in workouts, getting ready for the combine. What was your fondest memories? And and see if you can go through both your high school spring game, like the process of that. Like what was spring your focus game? on? The not spring game, but like y'all didn't have a spring yeah, game. No, Ohio. See, that's just, <laughs> no. if you want to come have the, uh, hey, uh, if you easy. Come have come a great Texas or a football career. Come to Texas. Hey, we had him in California too. We took every member. Come to Texas. So okay, I'm glad you said that. So yeah. so, what were you doing? What was like your schedule like in the off season? In the off season. And and like in high school, so like as a sophomore, yeah, I'm sure you, you played varsity yeah. as a freshman. No, sophomore, sophomore, yeah. Okay, I didn't play until I was a junior, so it's okay. Yeah. So you beat me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was like? What was y'all's? If you didn't have spring game or spring ball, what was y'all's off season that's, like? That's some that's some other stuff right there. Ohio, we're built a little different, man. You only get to play football once a year. There is no extra, like, you get summertime, you get your leading up, you get your camp, and you play fall, fall football. Double days, I That's assume. That's it. Yeah, yeah okay. doubles. You got okay. yeah, real doubles in Ohio. But there was no spring practice. Nice. Like, you, like, some guys ran track, um, or you lifted with your team. You lifted weights, and you, and you ran, and you did conditioning. Now, when you say your team, like, you had a 
High school. Like a period. A high school. No, no, there is no periods. It's after school. It's after school. Oh, wow. so y'all chose together as like, hey. No, no, the coach. Oh, like coaches. Like, coaches did okay. We would do lifting. We would do our running, do our conditioning, footwork, all that kind of stuff. And that was, it was just a grind. Like, cause, and then once that fall came, it's like you start ramping up and you get, I think Ohio is a little different because Texas football is great. Like, I'm not, I'm not hating. Like, yeah. they're, they're. <laughs> You're highly skilled. It's not questionable. There's highly skilled players in Texas because I think they do it so much, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's really good. That's why Texas is so highly recruited. But in Ohio, it's, it seems like it's like everything is building up to this moment in the fall. Like there's not a lot of seven on seven. I don't think you're allowed to do it. Um, not a lot of training. There is training, but it's like there's not so much. Everything is like lifting, running, doing this, everything to build up to that first game of the season. So y'all didn't install until you got into camp in August? Or we no? did a little bit, yeah, up in the, and yeah, we started maybe like June or something. I don't, I don't think they're, you, are they still like that to this day? I don't know if OSHA has changed very much. Well, I can tell you my, one thing. Maybe, yeah, maybe somebody can get on here in the comments and let well, us know. I can know. tell you one thing about OSHA, we never had, we can't have a freshman All-American yeah. from them because they don't allow freshmen to play in all uh, They don't play. So they're, they're kind of old school there in Ohio. They're very, very, that's, that's a great term. So then what do you tell a kid who's, because not, there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of energy of sports where it's kind of priority mm-hmm. in certain states, like for California, Texas. Mm-hmm. Florida, uh, what, do, what do you tell those kids that don't have those spring games, spring ball, off-season type schedule? What do they need to do since they're already lacking that? Yeah. They're already behind yeah. from, from other groups from, yeah. Yeah, from right. Georgia and yeah. all these other top schools that a lot of kids are getting recruited at. What do you tell that kid from Idaho or what do you tell that kid from West Virginia, Washington, you know, those, those – Schools that are not really like prioritized for those sports. I think coach can speak more to it on how he sees how the recruiting happens there. Just mainly of just performance wise. Right. I think you have it, it forces you to get with your team. I think right now, like other states, you get with clubs or trainers or um, these organizations, seven on seven or whatever, and you can do that, and they're not really your teammates a lot in the. I think there, I don't know if it still happens, but it forces you, you get with your teammates, you go out, find somewhere in the cold and you go throw or you go run, you go run hills. And like that has to be what sustains you and what makes you better. It's real intrinsic. So if you find a trainer there, if you find uh, a group of guys to work out with, like that has to be because you, you are behind the eight ball in terms of skill wise. But I think they're also known for, you know, Northeast Ohio was known for having good football players. So, mm-hmm. like, tough, tough, mm-hmm. good, you know, good football players. So, you know, college coaches, they will come just off of reputation. Western Pennsylvania, um, you know, it's, you know, it's all, also it's little pockets, pockets yeah, yeah, that people come to um, because they know what type of football producers. So, I would say it's just like the kids in the Georgia, Florida, Texas, Ohio, uh, California is. It's all about your skill development during the offseason. Get bigger, faster, stronger. Find a way to do that, even though you might have these organized club activities or school activities. Yeah, no, I think it's important uh, for kids that are listening, families listening, 
whether you're in Ohio, that there are regional best practices yes, yes. for student athletes now. You know, if you're in, and really, recruiting now is happening at eighth grade. You know, if you're an elite kid, they're looking like, oh my God, that kid is in eighth grade. He's 5'10, 200 pounds now. What's mm -hmm. he going to be? But even for those ones that are not, you, you, you've got to train on your own. You find a trainer or work out on your own. But you, like Aaron said, you've got to get to events because, you know, Ohio, for example, Ohio, it's probably not a lot of events there. In right. Texas, every weekend, yeah. there's some type of event to be at to showcase your ability. Right. And so for those kids that are in those non-heavily recruited states, you know, you have to be willing to sacrifice. You know, maybe you need to travel across state lines. And, and to make it real for them, you may need to get a job, some type of part-time, help pay for it. I don't, know what, I don't know what their financial status is like, mm -hmm. but if you really want to go to an event that's way, I don't know how far from Ohio, Pittsburgh, or wherever, hey, Mom, I need to be at this event. Okay, well, help your mom and dad out. Right. How bad do you really want it? Yeah. I think kids need to get back to, okay, well, my mom and dad, they got me. They got my mm -hmm. cleats, and I got my Wi-Fi, and I got my $1,000 iPhone. Well, okay, well, how are you invested in yourself yeah. to show your parents, like, I'm about that life? Mm -hmm. I meet a lot of kids over these last 25, 30 years, and some of them talk about being about that life, and other them show you. Yeah. Like, the, you've been to my events, Aaron's been, we see kids that are, like, hungry, like, hey, this is it for me. I'm putting, I'm pushing all my chips in the middle on this. Mm -hmm. Football is going to help me get a college, be the first person in my family mm -hmm. get a college education. And if I happen to play pro, great, but if not, I'm getting a college education. Some kids think, oh, well, if I don't make it, well, my mm -hmm. mom's a doctor, my dad's a lawyer, they got me, I'll just go to Rice. I mean, nothing gets Rice. Mm -hmm. But that, there's, there's, Rice. there's diff, me too. Coach yeah. Mike does a great job there. Yeah. But there are different pockets where kids understand, where are you? You got to be hungry. And you have to set realistic expectations about who you really are. Mm -hmm. You want to go to Ohio State. I, I know Darren played against Brian Hartline, one of the top receivers. He's office coordinator right now. Good guy. Lock him up. Lock him up. Yeah, I knew you were going to mention that. Uh oh, uh oh. But Brian, oh, he knows. I know. <laughs> he got me too. I'm not going to, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. But like he's, he's, he's one of the top guys right now. I mean, you look at the receivers mm. that he's put out at Ohio State. Garrett Wilson from here, Lake Travis. And yeah. Oave and just all those guys and stuff. And, you know, they are putting guys out there in a position to be successful because of the way they're being coached. Yeah. You know, Ohio State, it's hard to get into. Right. And so same, same thing with Texas. Same thing with Missouri. And so... My message to a lot of these kids that are watching this podcast would be to be realistic. How many 5'8 slot receivers do you see at, on the roster at Missouri or at Texas? Mm. Okay, oh, I see a couple coach. Okay, well, do you do you run 4'5? Are you that guy? Mm. Can you work in the middle of the field? So I think kids are like, I want it. It's just supposed to happen because that's kind of what this generation, that's not the yeah. old guy right now, but that's what this generation sounds like. like no, you, you, you got to have the talent. you got to have the ability, and you have to make sure that the places you're looking at are realistic for your expectations of, I want to play there, and my big thing, and I'll hand it back over to Aaron. If I blow out a knee, if I turn an ankle, if I just get tired of the game, like I'm tired of practicing and getting hit in the head, I still want my degree from this university because it's going to set me up for life, not for just the next four years, but for the next 40 years. That's what I'm trying to build in these kids. Mm -hmm. Can I say something real quick? Go right ahead. I, I, I just, it just seems like, like our generation and this generation now is chasing the appearance of greatness yes it's chasing what it looks like to be great or what it looks like to be a football player or, or a basketball player but not chasing the actual the real the real greatness that real grind that and real why do you think that is I don't I mean social media is obviously huge 24-hour mm -hmm. news cycle all the all the different recruiting service and all things so I can get away with if I make a splash play I don't really have to, I may not be that guy, but I was that guy on that play. And so people, I have the appearance of being that guy. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like that grit. Like, even if nobody ever sees me, like nobody ever sees me, nobody ever recruits and puts me on these, these lists. Like I'm going to be the best possible player I can be 
just for, for me, for as an individual. A lot of them was like, if I don't get the attention, then I, I get discouraged and I don't want to do it anymore. It's like, if nobody ever sees you play, if no school ever, you know, comes and watches you, it's like, are you, will you dominate, like, in your role that day if nobody ever sees you? And I think uh, there's a lot of kids that are like, I only want to do it to be seen. I don't want to do it because it's in, it's like, it's in me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a ball player, so. Like, it's I, so much different from when, when, we, um, when we came up because you had to earn, yeah. like, getting paid. Like you, like you didn't get paid till you were twenty-two. Oh yeah, yeah. or above. <laughs> yeah, these kids now are getting six figures at what sixteen, seventeen now. Coming Maybe up, yeah. even coming up. More than eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. So like, if especially yeah. the top top recruits in college, those guys are getting. I've seen some of these contracts, these NIL contracts, is getting getting ridiculous. But for me, it was. When I saw Champ Bailey play, when I saw Brian Dawkins, mm-hmm. when I saw Ed Reed, yeah. I saw more of like, I want to be remembered mm. instead of what my band count looked like. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you got to you gotta coincide with society as far as the game. Yeah. You know, because the game changes. Our game was hard-nosed, pound, get your respect before you get... The yeah. big bucks, because right. you can get big bucks and no respect. Yeah. But for us, when I was growing up, it was about Ed, the Ed Reeds, it was about the Ronnie Lodge. So even the OGs from before us come back to us and say, yeah. "Hey, I seen you play. You a hell of a player." Yeah. They, I, yeah. Like that I was like more special to me. Everything. Bro. Than to get my second contract. And don't get me wrong, having great like money is obviously a great asset in life, but. I feel like the the respect of another man who was bro, at a high level. When Joe Namath knew my name. When I was with the Jets. Well, like, just, he knew my, he knew, yeah. I, like, he just knew I was on the team yeah. and said my name. Like, bro, I'm like, that was, like, that's what, that's what it meant. Like, I did enough for somebody who was actually great to know. See, I feel the same way yeah. when I'm able to go back to Buffalo and sit at the same table with Bruce Smith. Yeah. Woo. You know, with Thurman Thomas, mm-hmm. Andre Reid, Jim Kelly. Like, yeah. and I'm, like, I have a personal relationship with all these guys, which allows me to know, like, I did more than just on the field. Mm-hmm. When you have a personal relationship with a legend's family, it goes it, and that goes more beyond than just football. Because yeah. I know a lot of people are great on football. Yeah. But as soon as they get out of those two white lines, it's like eh, nothing <laughs> else to I offer. See that practice, like, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Just yeah. the personality's not there. But kids lose sight of the what started, how what made this game great. And it was guys competing. Mm-hmm. To the best of their ability, yeah. even when they're hurt, when they had to, to swallow their pride, mm-hmm. when they had to change a role in, in the offense or what the mm-hmm. team's asking them to do. Uh, yes, sir. It wasn't just about me. It was about how can we win this championship. Yeah. Now, it's the glitz and glamours. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the lights, camera, action. Oh, bro. And I get it. I was, I was once that kid, too. Yeah. But we have to find, we have to, and I feel like this is a great podcast for us to tell these kids, mm. we have to find the media in that. Because we're, if we lose sight of the hard work and the, the, the ethics of, of trying to get there, the drive, mm. the sacrifices that you have to get mm-hmm. to get to that level, not even get there. It's just, uh, you just boost your op percentage of possibly getting, getting there. Because yeah. Yeah. there is no perfect recipe, pathway, 
no ceremony. Mm, mm. I mean, no sermon, no no talk to give you a guaranteed. Hey, this is if you do exactly these things, yeah. you're gonna make it. Yeah. But if we give the knowledge of, hey, you don't gotta show your workouts every time you work out. Okay. It's okay to have a highlight after a month of workout. Yeah, that's cool. But if you're posting every day. <laughs> And then when it comes time to show up, mm -hmm. you ain't increased not one thing. You still got bad hips. Your feet are slow. Yep. Right. Your speed is slow. Uh, you are knowledge of the game. Bro, so then, like, when they get into these games, let's say their team make it to a championship, state championship, and they're worried about the highlight reel. Mm -hmm. So they get into a game, maybe receiver, and I'll do all this stuff. I'll show up to all my workouts, and I don't get targeted. And the, their team wins the championship, and you're over here soaking while your team is celebrating. Like, that's... Yeah. How often it. do we see that now? A lot. Like, it's, it's because it's like, what, we're, what really matters to us? Like, we, we, want, we want the highlight reel. We want mm -hmm. to post our workouts. And, like, this is the ultimate goal. This, this, we have to keep the game the main thing the main thing instead of all the other ex extracurricular stuff yeah. that goes around it. I think what players need to understand at a young level is that... They need to start understanding things from a coach's side. They're so focused on themselves and their timeline. I get social media, mm -hmm. but I, can, I speak to college coaches all the time. And they talk about, I won't offer Aaron Williams or Brad Smith until I know I can check the box. And what I see them doing at their high school will, eat, will transition to the Big 12, the SEC, mm -hmm. or whatever, Big 10, whatever. And I think kids forget that. Like, you, like in your example, not everybody will play for a state championship. Right. You're the state championship, and you're going to get some, some corner, you're a receiver, that's already committed to Ohio State. And you couldn't do nothing to get. You created no separation, mm -hmm. no targets, no catches for no yards, and you still want to get re recruited. You, I mean, it's players mm -hmm. need to understand that there is there is Aaron said. I hate to use the words, but there's a process to this. And mm -hmm. until coaches show, and guess what? And for all the coaches and players that are out there, everybody that played in college, these two guys especially, they were all district. So quit using that. Mm -hmm. Well, coach, I'm two time. You should be all district. Be playing college football. I mean, this is the best, this is the elite, the one percenters. Yeah. And so I think kids need to understand that they need to show that you're not just good players, that's a prerequisite. Like, can I do the things to make a college team successful if I'm on that team? Creating yeah. separation, rushing the passer, blocking for the quarterback. Um, one of the things I remember when Aaron was at Texas, you know, respecting your upperclassmen. And Aaron could talk to this more, but I just remember him telling my dad, I'm a freshman, I'm looking at Brian Arakpo and Eddie Jones, guys that you were almost physically scared of mm. that if you didn't do your job on special teams or in practice, even as a practice, like they was forget my Brown. They're coming mm. at you like, bro, yeah. we about to play X, Y, Z. I need, I need you going hard. And it was a, there was a, a, a platform you had to meet mm -hmm. of all the time. Like, Hey, you're going to play. I, I said it before. I always say it. Freshmen want to play. Seniors want to win yes, sir. and get drafted. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those things will come together. And so I think please understand that I need to play my role, whatever it is, but I, I'll be here all these freshmen now, even just recently. Oh, coach, I'm at Texas. Like, I graduated high school early. I'm at Texas. Man, I'm trying to play this fall. I'm like, hmm, okay. I mean, I, it's a good goal. I'm not saying you won't, mm. but hopefully you respect the guys that have been there for three and four years. Yeah. There's a three-year red shirt sophomore who's been waiting for this chance. <sighs> be ready to play, but I told Aaron this back in the day. Show your wear. Be a great addition to the team on special teams. Yeah. Get that respect in the locker room. Get those seniors to go, okay, AJ, I see you out there going, being the gunner, blocking punts. You get that respect in the locker room first. I think kids kind of forget that now. That's a big part of getting that internal team trust. Like, hey, that kid mm -hmm. put in the work. We're mm -hmm. ready to support him. 
But the guys that come in talking with their high school jacket about I was a five star and I played in the army, mm. like, dude, that don't matter. We were all there before. Yeah. What are you doing for us now? But what are you doing for this team? His heart was to win. Like, the reason why you ran as a gunner and diving for punts, because I want to win. It's like a different team wanting. Yeah, I wanted to be on the team. Wanted, yeah, just I just to wanted to wear the shirt. Yeah, wanted, yeah. And contribute. Come out there and just right. win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's else. different between like wanting to play is like because I'm a five star. It's like I just want to play. It's different. There's a different motivation. There's a different heart behind yeah. just playing and, and wanting to win to help the team. Makes it is. I, I mean, but for me, it was like. See, the, long, the Longhorns, man, they were they were like oh, a man. celebrity already. <laughs> So like practice was just crazy. Everyone wanted to see them. And I just I just looked at those guys like, man, I want those guys to be like, man, that kid, that kid's all right. Yeah. That kid's straight. So with going into that, what would you say for these kids around I'm gonna just say from sophomore, because it's about that time for them. Sophomore to about to about senior year, what should their focus be and what camps do you feel like they should continue going to like these? I'm not even sure if they're still going, but like these Elite 11 camps and these Nike camps, or should they go more towards going to what whatever specific school they're eyeing on, or the conference they're eyeing mm -hmm. on, or is it a mixture, or how like? Because for us, for me, when because it's different for me. Yeah. I was I was recruited back in 2008, and for me it was the Nike, open like. All those camps, yeah. even even with the UT camps and the local camps around, but I feel like now it's a totally different mm -hmm. deal with uh, the social media oh, and yeah. uh, the the branding because you know certain guys have their own brands that are bigger than most some kids. What is what should be their focus? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think student athletes today in all sports, every sport has their own ecosystem. Mm -hmm. In football, we call it the spring and summer evaluation. Season's over, it's January, you start getting into off-season. And you have until from January to June to get ready for what I call the most important interview that there is in recruiting, which is in June, I'm going to be at Texas or at Missouri at some college camp in front of coaches going through drills, showing them I'm that guy. Mm -hmm. I'm just not a guy, I'm that guy. So between January mm -hmm. and June, you need to be working on getting, you mentioned it earlier, Brad, bigger, faster, stronger. You need to be at seeing that not every event, not every seven on seven, but you need to be at places where you're going to be able to measure. In January, for example, I went to an event and I ran a four seven. Mm -hmm. Okay, well I'm running track. When I run, when I go to that next event in March, I hope to be a four six two. And then by the time I get in front of the college coaches in June, I hope I'm down to like a four five. You got to set goals and work and get off social media all the time. I'm not hit keep bashing social media, but there is a process. There are camps, there are showcases, there are combines. Everybody and their mom's got one right now. You have to balance with your budget financially, because every family ain't got it like that. Mm -hmm. Which one you need to go to to be seen at, which one you need to go to to get technique or get development in your yeah. position. Like if I'm a cornerback and Aaron Williams at a camp, and I know, hey, that's a guy that's that's at where I'm, was at where I'm trying to get to. He's been talking about footwork and hip fluidity and route progressions and all those kind of things. A lot of people aren't teaching that. So you need to have development experiences, events. You need to have events where you're going to be seen by the right people, even though uh, you know, the rivals, 24-7 on the recruiting service, they do it. They're part of the process. They can get you get eyes on you. But at the end of the day, that whole process from January to June needs to be getting you ready, seven on seven also, mm -hmm. that when I hit a, the summer college camps in June in front of the guys that had the power to offer me, I'm going to, have, I'm going to run fast. I'm going to be stronger. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be show these coaches in my position. Yeah, I'm that guy in the class of 25, 26. Mm -hmm. That needs to be the concept. Don't try and chase everything. You can't go to every camp. Pick the camps and once again, realistic expectations of man. I really would love to go to Texas like Aaron Williams. I'd love to go to Missouri like Brad Smith. But you know what? I'm five nine from Liberty Hill, and I I just I'm a strong ball player, and I think I'd be happy at. Kansas Wesleyan or, or, mm -hmm. or Texas State or no, not just there, there is a, let's, let's be real right now on this podcast. There's a picking order mm. P5 mm -hmm. Alabama Clemson uh, Texas USC. They're up here They're at the top of the food chain. The the FCS schools and the D2 and the D3 and the NAI and the JUCOs. They know I can't recruit Aaron the same time doing a keynote to Aaron because I can't I have no pitch to go. You need to come to blend instead of going to it doesn't <laughs> exist. So those guys know that there's a there's a there's a food chain. I have to wait until after whether Aaron decides to go to Texas somewhere else or Brad. Okay, hey, here's a kid now that's not going P5. Maybe he'll be interested. So there's a pecking order, mm -hmm. D2, D3, and on. So players need to understand that that's going to happen, and you need to to work your brand, work your relationship, so that you're going to maximize your brand, so that if you don't make it to P5, you don't make it to FCS, D2, I'm here. So in in summation. Players don't blow off any coaches because you never know right. in this small circle that DB coach at that D2 school that wanted you mm -hmm. in two years when you're a junior He might be the defensive coordinator at Arkansas and he's like hmm that kid blew me off definitely not going him going to Brad So guys, it's about relationships You have to be able to build relationships <clears throat> to make sure that you're not burning corners because it's hard enough as it is There are a lot of kids that want to play and there's only as you know in D1 85 scholarship positions yeah. And there's preferred walk-on. So you, you've got to be realistic and say, hey, I think I can really play at that school, get a good education, and, and, and set me up for life after my sport is over with. So mm -hmm. I think that's the thing, is that, that January to June needs to get you ready for June camps in front of coaches. They're the ones that have the power. Not, not FDU, not National Combine, not 24-7. All those guys were part of the process. But that coach would be like, oh, yeah, I want Brad Smith. Oh, yeah, Aaron Williams would be part of the 2008 class. We're, we're all over that. Yeah. So that's my advice. Well, that's from the coach's parent point of view. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you from the player's point of view. Let him have it. Look, give it to him. I'm gonna give it to you straightforward. If you, whatever camp you decide to go to, if you're not realistic with yourself, there's really no point of any any of this talk, any of the tips that we're giving you. If if you're a guy that's unfortunate that's five seven and that's playing a corner and is like 175 pounds, and you run a four six. I'm sorry to tell you, keep it real. <laughs> you're not going to a P5 anytime soon. You need to develop yourself and go to somewhere. And there's nothing wrong with going nope. to these other schools. It's just everyone has their own journey. Um, I like my journey. I barely made it to Texas. I'm gonna keep it real. <laughs> barely made it to Texas only because my grades. My I had to get. I took my ACT, SAT <laughs> at least seven times. At least seven times. But what I'm trying to say is when you go to these camps, know yourself and be realistic with yourself. Me, I knew I knew I was born with something that most of these kids did not have. I didn't I really didn't have to work out and still be fast. God just said, you know what? I'm gonna bless you with being speed and have wow. but guess what? Must be nice. God didn't bless me Must with nice, just man. catching things on mentally of just pointing out, hey. So we're changing up this game plan. We're now going from here. It took me a long time mm. to learn how to pick things up quickly and retain knowledge quickly. Because there are other players out there, the coach could have been like, you know, we don't like that play. Instead of doing out, do it in. Instead of doing an eight, do a, do a six. And yeah. the next play, if we do burn that call, I yeah. want you. 
I would have been lost at six. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. there are things that other people are good at that separate yourselves from the from the pack. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure out and tone into what that is. Tone into That's that good. That's good. and tap in and yeah. and excel as the best you can. And then whatever you lack, work on that. But if you find something that you can separate separate yourself from, let's just say you're a receiver and you're not you're not six two. Mm-hmm. 189 running a four five, but you can position yourself. I know a lot of receivers that are not four two, four three runners that are Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rice did not run a four three yeah. nope. whatsoever. But he's one, he's the best receiver out there. So it's about what can you do to separate yourself from the pack. For me, I was long. I wasn't crazy fast, but I was fast enough to keep up. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that my long body, I could have more leverage and I I could move, I could use my arms more than the guy who's short arms who can't get mm-hmm. that much power. There are certain things that I knew in my game that I can separate my separate myself from from other people. But it takes for you to just be like, gotta be realistic. Like, man, hey, I, I wish I could run a four three, mm-hmm. four two. I'm a four five, four four, high four four guy. It is what it is. But what I can tackle better than any of them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have a bigger statue as far as body size. So there's certain things that you, I can't. I don't have a Deion Sanders game. I just don't. I'm too big. I'm He's a lot faster than me. Just certain things I know. Yeah. I have more of like an Ed Reed type of play where I need to be in space, where I need to see things. I used to think I was the best corner. <laughs> and then until NFL told me and slapped me in the face and said, no, you're not. Come over here, <laughs> so Come it's, over here. It's, 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 a, it's a hard pill to swallow. But once you swallow that pill, I'm telling you, the, the reward is so much bigger mm-hmm. than when you stop lying to yourself. Yeah. Because, I mean, the truth is going to set you free. That's what they say. Oh, man. And it works. So if you're just honest with yourself and there's nothing wrong with if you have a buddy that's going to USC, but you have a, a scholarship to Washington State or, or Texas State or Blinn or whatever, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's okay. But if, how are you going to be when you get there? Mm-hmm. Are you going to pout and mope and be like, man, my homie, why my homie get to go to USC? I... I, I, in practice, I used to always moss him. In pra- I, he could never stop me. <laughs> How is that possible? And he's at USC and you're at so-and-so. So I just feel like in today's society where I'm going to be real, it might hurt and ruffle up some feathers. There's a lot of participation kids around here. Yeah. There's a lot of, it was, it's okay, Johnny. It's all right, Mark. It's all right, Marcus, whoever the case may be. You did a good job. Maybe next time. And it's just like, nah, what if there is no next time? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There, what, if, what if that was his only opportunity to show that coach that he can even be on the team? Yeah. But you're yeah. telling him it's okay. And then the next practice, coach comes and goes, hey, you didn't give me, the, yeah. you didn't give me what, you, what I needed at that time. So we're going to put you here. It's like, no, we got, we got to be honest. Yeah. I, quick story. And I'm going to give it to you, Brad. <laughs> We were, it was my senior year in high school, and it was the time I was playing baseball and track, okay? Mm-hmm. I love baseball, but I was really, really good at track. I could have made it 
to track more than I did baseball. That's four six. Right? It is what it is. Ha! <laughs> back then, were well, you crazy? Back then, it was like a four, 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 oh, five, you know. Oh, but we had a we had a four four by four, and I was the anchor guy, and we were in first the whole race, the whole race. I'm talking at least fifty yards, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to run it because I I was gonna miss my baseball game, so I was like. Man, I, I wasn't in the mood to run it. So I'm like, as long as we win, I'm cool. So I get to the 100, get a good, you know, solid get off. Yeah. And I get to that 300 mark. And I'm like, man, we're already up by a lot. So I started cruising. Mm. And as I was cruising, I felt myself like, all right, I'm cruising a little too much. Let me look back to make sure that I'm still in first place. I look back. I mean, I was still in first place, but the guy's like at least 10 yards from me now. Mm. So I had to speed up a little bit. So, I mean, we finished the race. But my mom is at the finish line waiting for me. Oh, what a what a terrible like terrible look of like of disgust, of like of poor effort of someone uh, that she didn't see her son. That's not who, the son that she raised. So I missed my baseball game because I could have just got in the car after I got across the finish line to go to the game. But my mom wanted to have a talk, and while we we're having a talk, I missed my game. So when we got home. Instead of, you know, congratulating myself yeah, or, you yeah. know, winning the winning the four by four that race, man, she told me to put my sneakers on, put some shorts on, go outside. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and she made me run around the block and our block at that time was a mile all the way around from, from my house all the way around. I had to run that four times in a matter of a certain certain time period that time. Ooh. And if I didn't make it, we weren't gonna stop until I made those times. So I say that to say Meteor- meteorocracy was not even a, a mm. thought. Like, if it was, there's consequences to that happening. Mm. That made me great. Like, that made me want to be like, okay, yeah. I have to give everything I have in practice, in scrimmages, mm-hmm. in spring games, and yeah. even the real games. Because mm. all that equals up to that one moment. All that work, all the mistakes, all the failure, all the, the cries, all the, everything comes up to that one moment. But if you go into it lacking at some point in that road, mm-hmm. that lack is going to come up in that game. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like these a lot of like, oh, it's okay. You know, we still won, but you, you didn't play, you didn't run hard, but it's okay when it's not okay. And I guess that's what separates a lot of it does. kids that like you and I mm-hmm. to the ones that, that can say, yeah, I was good at high school. I was all American in high school. Or, I leveled off. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm. bro, it's, that is so powerful, man. Like I bust. I'm like I'm trying to hold it all in, because I'm sure your mom and dad, her goal that night wasn't for you to make it to the NFL. No, no. It, it's not for you to go to the major league or be an Olympic Olympian in, in a 400 meter sprinter. Mm. It was for you to be the best possible you you could be. And, and, and develop that discipline and that character that carries you out through life. Mm-hmm. That at some point in life is going to get hard or something else seems more important, I'd rather be doing this. And it was developing that character in you. I think we, we put a lot on these kids with social media and what they're chasing after, but the parents mm-hmm. are, a lot of times, there are a lot of great parents. It's, I'm pushing you so you can make it to the league so I can be the parent that to has say. an NFL athlete. Yeah. Yep. Pushing you. So even the, even the fact pushing you to make it to the league, it's like once you get there, then are you done with them? 
Once right. they get there, is, is do we we compromise their their character? Do we kind of compromise their faith? Compromise how they treated people along the way because that was the ultimate goal and nothing else mattered? Or is the character first and character development leads to this other stuff? Leads to everything. Foundation of, yeah, of what being a great yeah. athlete is. Because and person to yeah. be honest, you didn't always win the four hundred. I'm. I mean, I'm sure you had. No. So everyone loses. Everyone, Even Deion Sanders has lost. So it's, a, it's, it's okay as a young kid to not be the best. Like if you're giving everything you got, and man, there are a lot of kids that are just. They're getting a lot of hype. They're getting all this. It's okay. Like we're putting so much pressure on these young kids to be phenoms, to be the top rankings. We're ranking eight-year-olds. I'm not. Right, no, we're ranking eight year olds. I'm like, what does that do for them yeah. just as young people? Like, does that does that really help them in their life? See, build their character. No, so you brought up a good point. And one thing I'd love to talk about character, yeah, accountability. I think players are so caught up in thinking, and I mentioned earlier, like, I got, I got to be fast, I got to be big, I got to be strong, and that's great. But like I said, everybody at that level, at the pro level, right. college level. They're all big, fast, and strong. Character makes a difference. Accountability. If you're a guy that's like, hey, well, I missed that ball because the quarterback threw it over my head. Coach don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. And coach, these players and these parents, we talked about, we, we can do a whole podcast oh, on parents. Some of them doing a great job. Some of you are hampering your child's development. Not just as an athlete, as a young man or young woman down the road. Mm-hmm. Accountability is, is being able to step up to people and say, my bad. bad. Brad, I should have caught that ball. Aaron, I should have been blitzing the quarterback. I left you out in the, in the island, man. That's my kids today don't want to sign up for accountability. It's mm. always somebody else. Yeah. And I remember the old saying, my dad, when you point the finger at somebody, three fingers are pointing back at you. Yeah. And I think these kids kind of forget that. So character mm. matters. Accountability. Every coach loves accountability, and every coach loves a kid who has leadership. And leadership isn't just the rah rah, let's go, you know, all that stuff in the locker room and the game. Leadership is like, hey guys, I suck today. Man, Aaron, Brad, thanks for getting my bag, man. You're getting that mm-hmm. W for us. I'm going to be better on Monday. Mm-hmm. You don't hear, you don't no. even see kids posting that on social media. No. And that's the kind of stuff that coach like, man, that kid, that's a kid that fits in our culture. That's a kid that fits in our team chemistry. So that's- players that are listening to this podcast, start to build your brand, not just around who you are as an athlete, who you are as a person with character and accountability and leadership. That's yeah. very important to coaches that are, if you want to be recruited and take your recruiting to the next level. Oh, but, yeah. uh, I know Aaron brought up a lot of things, but that's, to me, my wife, she ran track, and I remember that story because each of our kids had that story where you had to learn that if, no matter whether you play pro or not, give your best. God has blessed you with talent that other people mm. just don't have. And you're going to disrespect that by going half speed in the 4 by 4 or going 0 for 3 and looking at 3Ks while sitting in the bat off your shoulder? That, that, in our family? That was a big <laughs> no-no. It wasn't about being pro. It was about giving your best yeah. because you've been blessed with it. You're not just some other kid. You've been blessed with extreme talent. Take advantage of it. And show that you respect it by going hard in every play, rep, event, whatever. Yes, sir. So. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great first episode. <laughs> I mean, we hey, that we, just we, got, we got really real there. Yeah. Um, I know our next episode. I want to talk about because uh, you know the the, the combine's coming yeah. up this yeah. next week. I want to hear your experiences, and I'm definitely want to share yeah. some of mine. Of yeah. The great com- NFL Combine. <laughs> the, oh, great the great NFL Combine. But thank you guys for watching episode one of Connected Athlete Podcast. We will see you next time. I am Aaron Williams. Catch you next time.
Hey guys, we really appreciate your support. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. We're on all platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, everything. So don't forget, appreciate your support.